Good morning, Christian world. Wow, what a powerful worship time we have had here. I can tell you uh, the presence of the Lord was so strong that those of us behind the camera and, and there, uh, I see three, three sitting in here right now, but uh, we, were, we were weeping and some on the stage were weeping from the presence of the Lord. When you see a believer cry, it means everything's all right. Because as we, as we weep before the Lord, we're broken before him and we're, we're so aware that his presence is with us. That even when I can't see it, you're working. Now, last Sunday, I talked to you about the fact that God is with us. He's with us at all times. And I'm going to tie in some of the same uh, verses today because I, I really felt to, to come back in and tie it together. We can never hear too much that there is hope. So I want to talk to you today about where to find the hope that you need right now. I didn't know what was going to happen in your life yesterday, and I don't know what's going to happen in your life tomorrow, but I know a man who does, and his name is Jesus. So I want to, I want to talk to you uh, on, on hope today, because hope is something that we all need right now. Our world is going crazy. Our stock market is going crazy. Uh, our nation is in pandemonium, and the only hope that we have is in the Lord Jesus. Paul said it this way, if my hope was only in this world, I would be most miserable of all men. But our hope is not in this world. Our hope is out of this world. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus. I want to say thank you for hosting and leading groups I want to give a shout out to all of our group leaders that are leading digital groups. I heard from one of our pastors that, uh, that I stay in connection with. They have 8,000 groups in their family, their faith family, 8,000 groups. So we don't have 8,000 groups, but we have a group for you. And if you're interested in leading a digital group, we're doing that through Zoom. We're doing that through Google Meetups. We're using uh, every ability that we have to stay connected and to deliver the content of the Word of God. Listen, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of God shall stand forever. It will never fade away. It will never change. And this Word is right, and so we want to lean on the Word of God and lean into that. And that's what I want to, want to uh, talk to you today is some hope from this Word. Stay connected with us with... Uh, Facebook, the Christian World Church Facebook, our YouTube channel, and our uh, website. And we're, we're going to try to even stay more connected. I really believe in my heart that what we're experiencing right now is going to be one of the greatest things that has ever happened to the modern day church. It has kicked us beyond our walls. It has kicked us out of our box. And we're having to leave Jerusalem and go into Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. So I want to come to you today and, uh, and just bring you hope in the name of Jesus. At the end of World War II, an American sub came back to Newport News, Virginia to dock. And as it came into the port, something terrible went wrong with the mechanism. And it began to sink in the harbor. And they immediately 
dispatched the Coast Guard to go out because obviously it was full of crew and they were trying to save the crew. They dispatched divers that would dive down to the hull of the submarine and try to find out what went wrong. As the divers swam around the sub, you could hear that one inventive sailor had taken a hammer and was knocking on the hull from the inside in Morse code. And he was asking, is there hope? Is there hope? Is, is life worth living? Is there hope? Can I, can I count on anything in life? Do, do I need to keep breathing? Is there hope of us getting out of this situation? Is there hope? And I think that's the question that, that we're all asking today. Is there hope? And I have an answer for you. There is hope. There is hope for your situation regardless of where you, where you are or what your situation, God is in it with you. He went into the fire with the three Hebrews. He went into the prison with Joseph. He went into the lion's den with Daniel. He went into the well with Jonah. God is not afraid of our difficulty. We're keeping six-foot distance. We're keeping uh, social distancing, they're calling it. But God's not afraid to get right in your face and wrap his arms around you and, and embrace you and hold you close like the loving father he is. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And that's what God is doing. When you're standing by the hospital bed of a loved one, that's what you want to know, is there hope? When you're sitting in the doctor's office waiting for a test result, you want to know, is there hope? When, the, when our government and political leaders are asking how do we solve the problem of our current crisis, you're wanting to know, is there hope? Listen, you can go 40 days without food. You can go three days without water. You can go eight minutes without air. But you can't, give, you can't live a single second without hope. And you don't have to because there is hope in Christ. Dr. Harold Wolf, who's a professor at Cornell University in the medical school, he did a study of the effects of hope on the human body. He studied 25,000 prisoners of war over an extended period of time, and he wanted to see what would happen to them if they had hope or if they expressed that they did not have hope. And he discovered that of those 25,000 prisoners of war, that there was one group of men on whom the experience of being a POW had no effect at all. In spite of brutality and in spite of torture and in spite of difficulty and solitary confinement, in spite of all kinds of inhumane abuse, there was one group it just didn't phase. There was one uh, there, there was no post-traumatic stress syndrome. They didn't get ill. They didn't have flashbacks. They just handled it and went on with their life. When he studied that group, the one common denominator that he found was an extraordinary high level of hope because hope makes all the difference in the world. Hope makes the difference in your outlook. Hope makes the difference in your life. You know, it's interesting. One phone call can change our feeling. One phone call can change your, your outlook in just a moment. We've been dealing with a situation in our family where an insurance company did not want to pay a claim for nearly three years. Our home was damaged in Florida. 
And for three years, the insurance company has not wanted to pay. And so we, we uh, had to go and, and seek legal counsel. And so the attorneys have been fighting with the insurance company for a nearly $300,000 claim. They were so kind, my insurance company, I won't call their name, but they were willing to give us $1,700 to help us with $300,000 worth of damage. Well, when I opened that check nearly three years ago and saw that $1,700, when I had nearly $300,000 of damage done to our home, $1,700 doesn't quite cut it. The numbers didn't add up. And so we've been fighting and the attorneys have been fighting with the insurance company. Well, it's been a struggle and we've had to put a new roof on the home and we've had to just figure out how to make do and not finish the inside. But this past week, I received a phone call from my attorney. One phone call, that's all. (laughs) One phone call made all the difference. My attorney said, will you settle? I have an agreement with the Uh, with the insurance company. And so we arrived at a price that was fair. My attorney felt that it was good and I felt that it was great, so much better than where we've been. And she called me back a little while later and said, it's settled. The check is on its way. You're going to be able to take care of the damages in your home. One phone call can change our mood. That phone call said, there's hope. You're going to be able to repair the damages. Listen, I want to give you one call right now and tell you there is hope for your situation. There is hope in your life. And so where do we go to find this hope that makes the difference? Because if I don't get hope, then none of the other things matter. Life doesn't make sense because hope is in such short supply in our society today and in our world and especially with what's going on. Hope is in such short supply that people will settle for scams They'll settle for, hey, we have the answer to your dilemma. Try this or try that. I would recommend to you, walk in the knowledge of God. Don't settle for a scam when you can find a Savior. Don't settle for a, for, for a, a gimmick when you can get a God. A God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Nothing is more useless than false hope. So we want real hope. So where do I find that hope? And I will tell you firstly, God is the only source for real hope. Romans 15, 13 says this, May God, the source of hope, fill you with joy and peace through your faith in him. In other words, as you put your faith in God, he gives you peace and joy and hope. He is your source of hope. He says, then you will overflow with hope. So God says, if you will put your hope in me, you need to put hope in my name. Psalm 52 and 9 says, David is telling God, Lord, in your name, I will hope. For your name is good. Your name is a difference maker. What what does that mean, your name is good? How do you put hope in a name? What's the big deal with a name? You, understand, you need to understand that in Bible times, a name meant much more than names mean today. Today, we choose names for the way that they sound, Bethany or Erica or Samuel or, or George. I'll never forget, my wife and I were in a season of fasting and consecration. We were three days, separated ourselves, and uh, this, is, this is back before children, B.C., before children, <laughs> And uh, so Ashton is 19 now, 
going on 25, but uh, 19. So this probably would have been 21 years ago. And so Karen and I had been uh, shut away in, in the church and just staying there and, and drinking water. And on the second day, I saw her with her book out just writing. So I'm thinking, man, God is really talking to her. So I said, Karen, I see you doing a lot of writing. Tell me, tell me what God is saying to you. Tell me what you're feeling. And she said, I'm writing baby names. I'm writing down names that I think I want to name our children. I said, oh, are we having children? She said, well, not that I know of, but one day I hope to. She was trying to think of names that rhymed. Ashton Kaylee Brooke. Alexa Haley Brene. That's where we landed. So we, we, name, we choose names today for different reasons. It sounds good, or maybe it was a family member, or, or maybe there's a memory of someone that impacted our life. But in Bible times, the definition of a name meant something. It defined their character. Did you know that God has a lot of different names? Did you know that in the Bible, God calls himself by many different Hebrew names? Each one of those names is a different description of his character, of his power, of what he wants to do. For instance, one time, God said, I am Jehovah Shalom. That means I am the God who gives you peace. I want to speak that peace to you today. Let God be Jehovah Shalom for you. I am the God who gives peace. In another place, he says, I am Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, that means I am the God who provides for all your needs. Some of you may be out of work right now. Some of you may, uh, your, your job may have been shut down and maybe you're needing him to be Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Well, hold to that promise. He is our great provision. He's saying, you can count on me. In another place, he said, I am Jehovah Shammah. I'm Jehovah Shammah. That means I am the God who is always there. He's there in good times. He's there in bad times. He's there in high times. He's there in low times. He's always with you. Listen, God has been in your past. He's in your present, and he's going to be in your future. He's already in your future waiting on you to get there. He's with us. He's everywhere, every time, and he's for you. And that's the importance in where you find your hope. You don't want to find your hope in anything that can be taken away from you. Listen, your 401k can be taken from you. I'll never forget one of the sweet ladies in this church. Years ago during the market crash of 2008, she said, Pastor, help me pray that I'll know whether to take out my 401k before it becomes a 201k. We outlived 2008. We outlived 9-11 of 2000. And guess what? We're going to get through this. If your 401k has already become a 201k or a 101k, listen, God is bigger than a 101k. And if, if we put our hope in our whatever 01k, that can be taken away from us. But listen, if we put our hope in God, God said, I will never leave you. I am with you always. Put your hope in something that can never be taken away from you. The second thing I want to tell you is God's presence is always with you, always with you. The older I get, the more I realize how much of my life is out of my control. And the truth is, not only can I not control much of what's in my future, I don't really even know a lot about what's in my future, but God does. Isaiah 41 and 10, he, he says to us, fear thou not. 
for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. Listen, the good news is, regardless of what happens, you and I don't have to go through it alone because God's presence is with me. God's presence is with you. There is a God who will be with us regardless of what's going on around us or in us. One of the sad uncertainties of life is we don't know who's going to leave us. We don't know who's going to forsake us. But listen, we know who will never forsake us. And that is who I'm telling you today to put your trust in. The next thing I want to share with you is that God's mercy is new every morning. His mercy and his favor is fresh every morning. The best part of waking up isn't Folgers in your cup. The best part of waking up is Jesus in your life. Listen, as surely as the sun comes up in the morning, God's favor will be there for you in his mercy. Lamentations 3 says it this way, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is faithful. Listen, nothing can ever make God stop loving me once I put my hand in his hand. His presence is with me. His mercy is new every morning. And I want to close with this. God's purpose is working for me. His purpose is working for me. Even when I don't see it, you're working. I almost did some rap right there. If you were sitting in here in the room with me, I probably would have rapped for you. I do that every now and then. But even when I don't see it, and some of you are thinking right now, how can that country accent rap? Even when you can't see it, I'm rapping. Even when I can't see it, God is working. And God says, I'm working in your life and I have a purpose for you no matter what is happening around you, no matter what is going on around you. God is doing good things in your life regardless if the, of, of the situation. Regardless if it's bad, God's still doing good. I talked with you about that last Sunday and I want to close with the same verse again because I don't think we can hear it too much. That when the situation is bad, God is still doing good things in your life. It was our closing verse last week, and I want to do it again. Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Listen, it doesn't say that all things are the way I want them to be. It says we know. Hope is not the same as optimism. Hope is the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. All things all things, all things work together. Does it include failure? Does it include difficulty? Does it include freak accidents? Does it, does it include everything that's going on in my life? Does it include all of this? The good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly, the things that I do, the things that I don't do, the things that I control, the things that I don't control. God just says, I will cause all things to work together for the good to those who love me. God is weaving a tapestry in your life 
regardless of what's going on around you or in you, if you'll keep loving God, God will weave a tapestry that is more beautiful than you can imagine. And when he weaves it, the tapestry, he uses some dark threads. He uses some light threads. He uses some heavy yarn. He uses some light yarn. But when he looks down on that tapestry, he can see the pattern that is emerging. He can see the picture that he wants to make of your life. And as he looks down from heaven's point of view, he has a different view than we have. And I want to tell you, God is working in your life right now. If you'll just keep loving God, let God be your source of hope. God will turn the, what the enemy meant for evil and work it for your good. Where do we find the hope we need? We find our hope in the Lord. God is our source of hope, and he's going to pull us through. I want you to stay connected to God I want you to stay connected to your church family. I want you to stay connected to the Bible. There are three things you can do to grow your relationship with God. Worship, word, and prayer. Those three really become one. Because as you read the word, it reprograms your conscience. It reprograms you. As you read the word, it renews you. His mercies are new every morning as you worship it lowers you and it exalts him. Worship, word, and prayer. One of the most powerful ways you can pray is take the Psalms. These are the prayers of David and read that and then apply it. Read a verse and apply it right to your life. I'm going to be teaching you how to pray in the coming days, in the coming days of, of, of this season that we're in right now. We don't know how long this is going to last. We're going to have this church ready for a welcome home party as soon as we can and I'm looking forward to that day but until then we're going to stay connected to God we're going to stay connected to one another we're going to stay connected to our purpose in Jesus name I love you tune in with our Facebook our YouTube channel and our website stay connected and I bless you in Jesus name now I said it last Sunday and I want to say it again many of your comments our first Sunday that we did this we just did some, some devos, some devotionals, Pastor Travis and Pastor Nathan. And many of the comments in that thread were how can we give? How can we tithe? How can we continue in our faithfulness, in our connection with God? And so we have uh, not only some brand new things that you've already heard some of it. We're going to be sharing some more of how we're going to be better prepared to connect with you. We have a brand new uh, text-to-give platform. It's better it's simpler, it's easier to use, it's a better experience for you. And you do that by texting this number. You just text the number eight and then go backwards. Four, three, two, one. You just simply text the amount that you want to give. And uh, in that giving platform, you're gonna find it work much, much more simply. Listen, if you're our guest tuning in today, we didn't ask you to come to our living room or to our online church to ask anything of you. In fact, we want to give a gift to you. And our gift to you is the gift of hope, the gift of God, the gift of eternal life. And if you've never made that decision to follow Jesus, I want you to make that decision in your heart right now. I have decided to follow Jesus. 
and give your heart to him. Those of you who tithe and give, you know our procedure and, and it's our regular practice. We'll take our phone in our hand and we'll hold the giving envelope. Uh, many times we'll write our, our credit card information and give through giving envelope. But if you'll hold that in your hand, I want us to pray. Listen, if you've never surrendered your heart to God, I want you to surrender your heart to the Lord right now. Father, we hold our tithe in our hand. We hold our phone in our hand, just indicating the, the method that we, that we use to give. But the greatest gift that we can give you is to give you our all, to give you our life. And so I'm asking, Lord, that as those that are watching right now, that you would speak to their heart and touch their heart and help them to know you as Savior, to know you as, as our Father, as our friend. And I pray salvation would come to the home of every individual watching. Listen, if you don't know how to pray, why don't you just repeat this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. I'm sorry for all my sins. I believe in you that you are the God of creation. You're the God who robed yourself in flesh and came to save me. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse my heart. Make me new in you. In Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to email us. I want you to connect with us right now. We want to send you a gift to connect with you. We love to walk with you in your faith journey. I bless you in Jesus' name. Why don't we close it out with a song of praise right now? That is who you are. He's a way maker. Let's sing it together. 